I left my failing business that resulted in thousands of dollars of debt and almost killed my passion for entrepreneurship to set out on a journey to build a business I could enjoy doing the rest of my life. I went all in to learn a new skill and found myself in the world of funnel marketing. Now I get to talk to entrepreneurs who are creating mass movements and empowering others. I don't know how I'll do it yet, but I know I want to join them. Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hey everyone, on this episode, I have Natalie Gingrich. She is the founder and host of The Ops Authority. She has been in operations for two decades and her goal in her business is to bridge the gap and overwhelm when it comes to processes and systems, growing a team and setting up solid business foundations. She has been in the corporate world. She is a corporate operations and, and in leadership at a Fortune 150 company. And then she actually had the opportunity to leave that business and start her own thing. So I'm really excited to learn more about what that looks like for her and learn some advice and tips for our own businesses of how we can get some more processes in line and also start to hire that team that we might be needing. So welcome, Natalie. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much, Susan. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this. Yes, I have too. And because like I was saying right before this interview, like this is something I need help with. So I love having people <laughs> on my show that are actually like, giving me something I can put into action right away. <laughs> Good deal. Let's, let's start getting to know you a little bit before we dive into the topic. Um, let us know like what a little bit more about what your background is and how you got into the business that you're in now. Awesome. So I actually, if you looking backwards, it's so easy to connect the dots, but I will give you just a quick story on how I got to where I am today. But I went to, during undergraduate school, I studied nursing and I also studied a business. And so my first job obviously was in the nursing space. And then I went on to get a master's degree in cardiac care and healthcare administration. I really thought that was the answer for me. It had a lot to do with my background. I was a professional ballerina beforehand. So I was always in the kinesthetic space and somehow I bridged that into nursing, et cetera. And um, I went and got a degree in that at the same time, my husband, um, my boyfriend at the time, but my husband today was going on to get his degree and it moved us state to state. And while we moved state to state, the Medicare rules were different because I was dealing with the geriatric population. So anyway, I ended up really looking at some of the things that I love to do. So I ended up teaching in a college for about five years while we were in Colorado when we moved to Texas, which is where I'm originally from, we never thought we'd be back here, but we are. <laughs> but when we moved back, I could not find a job in the nursing field that I had become a specialist in. And so I looked around, we were in San Antonio, Texas, and it's, it's a big, small town. And the number of opportunities were pretty small. And so I looked at one of the biggest employers here. I was lucky enough to come in using the degrees and the education that I had, but I bridged nursing and business and came into the human resources space. At that time, I was managing their wellness benefits. And then I went into health benefits, went into recruiting, went into programming, which um, I was in human resources for about 10 years. And that's where I rose into leadership at the executive level. And then as luck would have it, they were pursuing me for a project management role. 
And that gave me such great, I mean, without that, I mean, human resources is amazing and I'm so grateful for the skills and stuff that I picked up there. But when I went into project management, it was like everything connected. So the very first statement that I said, like looking backwards, it's so much easier to connect the dots. When I got into that project management space, it was literally like connecting the dots. And so I got to put all of my natural skills and, and competencies together to really make the best of my career. I was then voluntold to be the chief of staff for our chief um, officer. And so I did that for three years and then I had the opportunity to step out. So that kind of brings us up to date. Yeah, that's amazing. It sounds like you've kind of become an expert in bridging the skills to professions. Like you went through a lot of different things, but you are always like making some sort of connection, like mm-hmm. you said, connecting the dots and it has led you to here. That's, that's really powerful talent to be able to do to like take, well, I'm interested in this and I'm skilled at this and I can apply it to like what seems to other people like a totally different industry <laughs> and you managed to do it. Yeah. I didn't know it was a talent at the time, but the people skills, yes, the, the relationships, yes, but also just the operational sense, which no one would think like that before, you know, before this time, because operations is such a big deal today. But if you're not in business, you're not thinking, oh, that's a great operational quality that I have. And so I'm just grateful that I had the opportunity to kind of flex that muscle and see it as a value as I've gone through my own professional journey. I love that. So let's talk about systems and processes, because I know that I struggle with this in my own business. And I know that a lot of people listening also are in that stage of business where they are probably also struggling with this. Um, we're starting to you know, have that success and we're growing faster than us alone as a solopreneur can, can, can keep up with. So what are some mistakes that you see people doing or things that, that you've been able to help people streamline to be able to help them manage things better? Right. So thank you. This is a great question. And it's something that I'm so passionate about because you said something that I have to elaborate on, but if you don't have a project manager or a business manager or a director of operations, whatever you're going to call it in your own business, in the absence of that, you are that person. So as a small business owner, and a lot of us that um, are in your audience and as well as myself, we are micro businesses. We have very few, if any, employees and maybe just a handful of contractors that are helping to support us. And so we're overwhelmed with trying to get it all right, trying to do it all, and also with the idea of perfection that's constantly put upon us. And a lot of us are high achievers, otherwise we wouldn't be in this place. And so there's a lot of things that are pushing against us and really minimize what we're doing. And so systems, once we get to the point where we have built a business and now we're trying to get into more of a growth mode. This is before the scaling phase because scaling is to me, it's, it's more around the multiple six figure area. So if you're below that, which is completely normal and and where I am today provides us a great lifestyle. So I'm not a big, big person on, Oh, you've got to get to six figures or seven figures or whatever that is. But the biggest thing that we can do for ourselves is put in these systems and the system, what I help people do is to identify what systems are you as the leader of the business in often or every day or every week? What is repeatable? And understand. so the first thing that we would do, this is definitely actionable, but is to understand what systems and processes you are doing. And some tips and tricks that I often talk to clients and friends about are to look at the things that you do that are repetitive, that you do often 
day in and day out, week after week. And let's start to understand what we're doing. Create a workflow, a step one, two, three, that good old fashioned to-do list. And this way we know how long we need to allocate for it. When we sit down to do it, we're full on action. We're not bouncing around and getting distracted or what I call context switching, which will slow us down every day. Once we know these, we can either become a master at them ourselves, second of all, plan for them, and third of all, which is where I'd love for all of us to get to, is to have enough revenue to where we can outsource that task, and we know exactly what we're outsourcing. We're not guessing. That's so important because I've been, for my business, I've been playing around with the idea of hiring like a VA to come in and help me with some of these tasks, but then I stop because I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to like task them with. I know that I need them to do things, but I don't know what I need them to do. Or like I don't have my processes written out to be able to just be like, okay, here's what I need you to do. And this is how I need you to do it. So Mm -hmm. I'm in that phase where I'm needing to write out the processes. And I think that a lot of people probably skip that as well. They're like, try to start outsourcing too early before they really even know what their own processes need to look like. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes people, if we outsource, sometimes it's okay. If we're outsourcing to a specialist, if I was outsourcing to my accountant or to a bookkeeper, then I would let them come in with their own systems because I'm not an expert in that. But if it's something that's really particular to my business, the systems or tools that I have, then I'm going to want to be able to influence them. So I will create the system. And then once somebody comes in, they will in time become more of an expert at it than me. And then they're, they have all the liberty in the world to change it and to modify it so long as it makes sense. But I do believe that if we are the ones that are doing it, we should create the first draft of this. And then before we can outsource, we're going to have to become a master. We're likely going to become a master of it because we don't have the revenue or maybe the time or whatever it may be to outsource it yet. So do you have an example that you could run through? Maybe a specific task that most people are doing daily that you could say like, this is how this process should look so that people have an example to work from. Like, how do I even write a process? (laughs) The most universal workflow that I talk about, (laughs) I didn't intend to become an expert on this and I don't know if I really am. However, I am an expert in deducing a process. So it's really, it doesn't matter what it is, but content, right? So all of us as, especially in the online space, but really any business owner, big or small, it all comes down to content. The only way we can sell is by getting our words out and and our thoughts into the world. And so Every one of us is pulling content and reducing it down into social media, into podcasts, into being a podcast guest, into a blog, into a weekly email. Excuse me. There are so many different avenues for taking that content. It's it's really an individual process. And so I would sit beside you and literally listen and understand your thought process in how you're getting this out. And then the benefit of having someone do this alongside you and you not doing this in isolation is to have somebody to see the gaps because we're so close to it. We can't see the gaps. I know just, and you probably know this too from producing this podcast, that when you start to put out this podcast, we have the opportunity to turn this content so many different ways. But our very first goal was to create the content to put into podcast form. So lots of times we will do, you know, Facebook lives or podcasts or whatever content it is that you're putting out. And we will only look at it from one avenue. Once we become a master at that, now we can diversify a little bit. And so 
I really love to come into businesses and just sit down and see how they're producing the content, how many people's hands are in that content. I know for me producing the podcast, there's like six people who have their hands in the process at some point, whether it's audio, social, creating wave, you know, there's just lots of things to do for a podcast. Um, so with these various folks, it's just nice to know what the overarching processes. So if I need to do it, we've got a backup plan. Or if I need to outsource it, that person has a starting point. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really helpful. So let's talk about, um, when someone is in this stage of wanting to start building a team, what do you suggest the first thing is that they do or like what, you know, they're, they're like, okay, I know I need to hire somebody. Now what's my next step? Right. It really depends on who it is that you're going to hire. So are you going to start with, and there's two very polarizing and very different ways of doing this. And I'll give you both of them. And then I'll tell you how I did it, (laughs) which is not always going to be the right way, but you can start with a generalist, right? So the two options are generalist or specialist. And if you go with a generalist, you're going to be saving a little bit of money. You're going to still be in doing you as the leader, the CEO are going to be end up doing quite a bit of the work still, but a lot of those small tasks that become annoying, become frustrating, that are not in your zone, that are repetitive, you'll be able to give away. And it's extremely empowering and time-saving to do that. But you are still the specialist in your business. And so I would ask the person that's trying to figure out, should I go the generalist route, which is the virtual assistant, maybe the online business manager, to ask themselves, are they comfortable with being the specialist in their business? And this is the path that is taken most often. It is extremely liberating to have somebody come in and do these tasks that you don't love doing. And so is that your suggested route is to go with a specialist or is that, I mean, is that what you did? So I actually did the opposite. I went with a specialist because if you look at my personal background, being an operations specialist, I didn't mind being that administrator in my business. I needed specialists. So my particular weakness is in the marketing space, which is not, it's opposite for you, but, um, I am just, I'm much better at systems and organization and the calendaring, the invoicing and and items like that. They're all outsourced today. But my very first hire was actually a business manager to help me with some of the marketing, with all of the marketing pieces. She's actually the marketing director now and she handles everything for me. So from the marketing, I knew where my weaknesses were. Yeah, I think that's really important. And the answer is going to be different for everyone is, you know, focus on your strengths and then find the people to surround you with that can help you with your weaknesses or the things that you just can't do on your own. Right. And when she first started, she's still with me and we've been together for almost three years. But when we first started working together, she was working at like five hours a week. And now she's almost 20 hours a week. And so as I have grown, she has been able to evolve with me and take on a larger scope because I've needed more. I've I've had the liberty to be able to outsource more, et cetera. That's great. So what do you do in your business now? Like say someone's listening right now and they're interested in maybe coming to work with you. Like what, what would that look like? So I certify and train directors of operations And I will equip them to be able to go into businesses just like yours and your listeners to be able to be that second in command to the leader. So it is a, it's pretty much an executive level position. It's hard to think of in the small business space, but this would be your right hand It's the the most commonly known as your right hand, the person you trust, the person who has your business interest 
and takes it most to heart, that would be the director of operations. Now, I realize that not everybody in the small business space needs or can afford or wants a director of operations today. And so I also coach and mentor ladies um, to be the director of operations in their own business. So that means that they're going to be the operator as well as the CEO of their business. And there is, I have a program, a group program that we work through together. And so just like we were talking about systems, we would take one system and we would focus on that to make sure that they understand it. They've got it articulated because in hopes that we're going to be able to outsource this in, in due time. So where can people go and check that out if they're interested in furthering their ability to manage the things on their own? Or I bet there's a lot of people that I, I come from a um, freelance and VA community. And I can see how learning that skill to take to the, to their clients could be something that some people in my audience would like to know. So where could they go for both of those things, either to become one or to learn how to do it themselves? Yes. <laughs> awesome. So the ops authority.com is the, my general website. If you go to .com forward slash programs, you're going to find the program. And if you go to theopsauthority.com forward slash get dash certified. There is all the information that you would want to know about the certification program. Perfect. And we'll put both of those, all of those links into awesome. the show notes. Do you have any other final thoughts that you would like to touch on that we didn't get to talk about yet? I would just say that the biggest, the biggest gift you can give yourself in business is a strategic plan. And that is going to be super helpful and clarifying for you because it gives you boundaries. If you know where you're going, then you're going to be able to guide yourself there. If you don't know where you're going and we've all had this, like this is not picking, like I have the same, you know, I, I get distracted just like everyone else. There's, you know, shiny objects that are going to pop up, cool courses, cool people, great outsourcing talent, all of that's going to come up. But if you don't know where you're going, you're going to say yes and make poor decisions that you're going to, you know, to kick yourself for later on. So the strategic plan all roots from your mission, vision, and values. I'm a huge proponent of making sure that your vision is extremely articulated and you understand it. It takes time. It's not a 10 minute exercise. It's not that, you know, we can do a workshop together and in 10 minutes, you're going to come up with your vision. It's something that takes a lot of time, but without the vision, you as your own operator or an operator coming into your business are not going to be able to guide you down a path that's going to be really fruitful. So after you get that vision, the framework that I work in is the vision. We start looking at the objectives and making that strategic plan. And then we bridge it to more of that project management skill set that is going to be so important. If you don't have that, that's what you're really looking for. Like in the VA example that we just spoke about, that's what we're really looking for. We're looking for that organization. And that's the, the end of that format that I love to teach from. And so if someone needs help with that, the mission and vision and values part, is that also something that you touch on like as a foundational aspect in your um, course for helping, helping people become their, their yes. own? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I would tell you, if you go to the forward slash mission, there's a training there that you'll be able to download for free. It is, it is literally the foundation for everything in your business. And so I would highly encourage you if you're listening today to, to download that so that you can 
get this drafted, share it with the people who work for you, whether they're full-time, whether they are independent contractors, let them know where you're going. Cause now you're going to understand if you're all marching to the same beat, so to speak. That's great. Um, so go check out theopsauthority.com and all of the links will be in the show notes. And if you want to go to forward slash mission, you can get her free download to help you get all of those foundational steps in, in order. And then you can reach out to Natalie if you'd like to work with her to help help get your systems and processes in place to be able to manage your business a little bit better. <laughs> Thank you so much, Natalie. Oh, can any, are you mostly on Facebook or Instagram? Where should people connect with you? I'm definitely on Facebook more. I'm trying to flex my Instagram muscles. So you'll find me in both places. Both of them are the ops authority. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much, Natalie, for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review to help others like you discover the show. And are you an entrepreneur that primarily works with other entrepreneurs and you're tired of the grind of finding your clients one by one? Do you wish you could stop chasing your leads and have them come to you? Do you hate getting on sales calls to keep your business afloat? If you answered yes, then launching a webinar and selling to the many instead of just the one might be your next step. And I want to invite you to my free Facebook community called Imperfect Entrepreneurs Launch Your Webinar, Grow Your Tribe, where we talk about marketing strategies and dive into actionable training that will help you reach your goal of growing a community of loyal fans and how to turn your service into a product that you can sell to the many. Just visit imperfectentrepreneurs.com, answer the questions, and we'll see you in there.